Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. You're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show with Zach and Josh. Brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Good morning, everyone. Happy Wednesday. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for the next two hours. As we, I mean, this is going to be our last time on on air this week, at least on this show. Yeah, for a little bit. I mean, for a little bit. You know, we're we're here and there and everywhere. But so, with that being said, I'm going to treat it like a Friday, like we're leading oh, into don't do the that. combine don't, next week. Don't do that to me. I'm going to do that because then we still have two more days. I was say, I'm going to ruin both of our weeks. Yeah, and I'm going to do it with a smile on my face. But with that being said, I, the reason why I want to do that is I want to talk a lot of draft today. I wanted to jump mm. into it a little bit yesterday, but we were taking a ton of calls on the Sabres. And, I needed yesterday. And, and, and I'm <laughs> all good with that because I could push I, that to today. I, you know what? I'm all happy for that. I feel so much better today than I did yesterday. I'm, I'm in a happy mood. The Sabres play tonight. I'm, I'm not ecstatic about that, but I am excited to watch hockey. <laughs> I'm ecstatic <laughs> about that. That's the thing. I just love watching hockey at this point where, yep. like, it's – it's whatever to me, you know. But hey, NFL draft, the combine, wide Very receivers. Excited. So yes, the combine. Of course, it does start next week, or at least guys are going to start showing up around Monday, and then we'll start getting you know the actual, you know, drills what everyone's showing up for uh, about more of the middle of the week, about a week from today, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, I believe is when everyone starts going. And so that'll be a lot of fun. It's something I've looked forward to uh, every year, basically of my adult life, even. Um, to the point of like my teenage years, I've have you ever to tried to go to a combine? I have never wanted to. Really? Yeah. I, I, a few years ago, they started like allowing fans into it, and I was like, you know, I'm good because I I'll, I keep an eye on it. Obviously, like it'll be on my TV all day, but it's something I I like having on, and I'll step away. Right. And then like the 40s are on for the wide receivers, and I'll and I'm blocked in. Yeah. And I'll walk away See, that, when they're doing, like, whatever. That's how I was during the Senior Bowl, where I'm like, all right, I'm going to watch these 1v1s. Oh, yeah, with, the Senior Bowl is the same way. Wide oh, receivers yeah. and, and cornerbacks. But then it's like, oh, the running backs are doing stuff. Okay, I don't really care. Yeah, I'm just going to check like, out for a second. Yeah, but, like, I just I, – I think combines, in, in, like, themselves are so fun, re- regardless of the sport. Because mm-hmm. you get to see these guys. They're literally giving it their all to improve their yep. draft position. And I love seeing guys that are – you know, completely off the board, coming out of nowhere, being like, "Oh, 
That guy is now a number one prospect. DK like, Metcalf was kind of a guy where right. he was, I don't want to say he was unknown. People knew him, obviously, but like he really made his name yeah. at the Combine in both a negative and a positive way because his 40-time, his build was in, amazing, but then he ran the three-cone drill in like a record <laughs> low, and people right. were like, ooh, never mind. And there's also, you get like such funny moments. Like I don't know who it was, but there was a receiver who like, Missed his cut and got hit in the back of the head with a ball or something oh, like man, that. Yeah, like, I think that was Taron Johnson. That oh, that was Taron Johnson. Yeah, right. That Taron was Johnson. It was right. in the back of the head. Yeah, that was. I, You'll have I funny just moments love like that, that clip so much. And then as well, and this is stuff we won't hear about until afterwards. Mm-hmm. Is a lot of the draft rumors really start in Indianapolis at right. the combine? This is where you'll hear if JJ McCarthy is going to be a first round quarterback. You'll likely find out pretty soon afterwards if Justin Fields is being traded by the Chicago Bears or if they're going to keep him. And a guy like a Marvin Harrison Jr. all of a sudden is going to be the number one overall pick. Question: Yeah, I was going to say question for you about him. Is it more valuable for the Bears to take him at one, or is it more valuable for them for them to try to trade back to two or three? Um, like so if they if it, they it, take like him in, at in one this, in this scenario, they're keeping Fields. Yes, yes, it, it, that's the only way they would take Marvin Harrison Jr. at one at least. Mm-hmm. But like, it I is just absolutely wonder... more valuable for them to try to get out of that number one overall pick then. And let Washington or New England go to one, them go to two or three. Right, because you can't go to four. No, because Arizona will likely take them. Right. And if Arizona's moving up to one, that'd be that'd be wild. Because then they are absolutely going to take him, which yeah. you could probably just get him at four. Most most scenarios would allow that. But in this, right. they're keeping fields. I mean, Tr- Chris Trapasso has neighbors going above Marvin Yeah, Arizona he has neighbors. Which is, as which is interesting. Neighbors out of LSU has his number one overall receiver. For me, it's, I am not neighbors over Harrison Jr. I am somebody, though, that is it is much closer. Yeah, it's 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 kind of they're not I wouldn't say they're neck and neck, but like mm-hmm. it's not there's not much distance between the two of them. Yeah, I mean Where, well, I, I'm well, somebody that like every time I bring up neighbors, I like passive aggressively go he should have won the Bolitnikov this year. <laughs> so like it, like I, I am a neighbors guy. If you if you, if he has a good combine, do you think he Jumps over Marvin Harrison Jr. No, in no, anyone's no, board. no. Because I mean, if he has a good combine, that also means Harrison Jr. has a good combine. Like, I'd be stunned if he didn't. Well, right, yeah. I'm like, and I mean, both of these guys just, are going to have good combines, but it's just I don't know if it would take nothing. We see it would take really bad interviews. It would take mm-hmm. bad rumors coming out about him. Mm-hmm. Like that's what it would take for neighbors that need to be taken over Harrison Jr. Because yeah. you also got to think about it too, the fan response. You know, it, it's all fine and good that we're talking about having, you know, neighbors over Harrison Jr. or even it being close. It's another if an NFL team does and then acts on it. And then you do have to explain that away. And then, look, you could be right 100% and then no one cares. Right. But if you're wrong, Ooh, that yeah. sticks with you forever. Mm-hmm. And Harrison You're the Jr. guy that yeah. passed on Marvin Harrison Jr. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And especially if Malik Neighbors becomes. Nothing, or at least not not as good as Marvin. Yeah, it's Harrison just Jr. a solid wide receiver compared to right. a potential great in in Harrison Jr. You could get you could get a Mike Evans type receiver out of Malik Neighbors, but if Marvin Harrison Jr. is much better Justin than that, Justin Jefferson, yeah, then it's like, oh well, yeah, sure, you got that, but look what you could have had. Mm-hmm. But I, I don't know. I just I, I think it's curious to see like because I feel like it's always talked about like oh quarterback's gonna go number one yeah a quarterback is gonna that, go number the, the one value but this year is just absurd but this year it's so much different in terms of well this guy is an x factor yeah like, most people do have harrison jr if the, especially if they have him as the number one wide receiver 
he is their number one player on the board. Mm-hmm. And that I would agree with. I'm yeah. somebody that I think for me it is offensive heavy, but for me it would go Harrison Jr., Caleb Williams, and then Malik Neighbors in terms of just like the top three prospects in the draft. I do think, again, because the quarterback value is so high. But with that being said, so if the if the Bears did trade out of that number one overall pick or, or are deciding to keep Fields, them trading out of that number one overall pick would be so much more value. Just right. to, just to you'd allow... Get, you'd get other picks and you, could, and yeah. you still have the pick at nine. Exactly. So. And that would be to just allow one of Washington or New England to go to one to take Caleb Williams. You're likely getting next year's first, a second, and maybe another pick or maybe a player to then go, cool, now I'm going to take Harrison Jr. and then at like nine, go get an offensive tackle. Washington's been pretty trade happy. Mm-hmm. And their name comes so, up a lot. I feel like they're more likely than the Patriots because, I mean, the Patriots don't have a general manager right now. No, so, but I mean, they have but, like, they have like they a have, group. Yeah, they have a, like a brain trust, if you want to call it that. But at the same time, like they're kind of going through an entire culture shift. I if you said think it about yesterday it. in like, the reverse AFC power rankings with Bulldog and Nate Geary. I don't think they're taking a quarterback this year. I don't think they're picking three. I think they're going to trade back. I think someone like Minnesota, Atlanta, because I do, I could see Justin Fields winding up in Pittsburgh. We will see, though. I guess he unfollowed uh, the Bears and is now following a ton of Falcons players on Instagram for whatever that's worth. But I think the Patriots are so far away from contending that taking a quarterback now is putting them in the worst possible situation long term. That ultimately it would be better for you to move back to like, let's say, throw out Minnesota. So eleven, they move from three to eleven. They're going to get next year's first round pick from Minnesota. They're going to get maybe a third round pick as well, or a second round pick as well, and of course still pick relatively close to the top ten, and likely get one of the better defensive players in the draft. One of you know these great players, along with having a deep second round and a third round of this class. And then, of course, having then, of course, two first-round picks next year. Mm-hmm. And while the quarterback class does not projected to not have a Caleb Williams or a Drake May, Carson Beck out of Georgia is considered very, very good. Quinn Ewers really popped off this year with Texas. He's going to have another year with Steve Sarkeesian. That offensive line all coming back, another loaded wide receiver room. So he may pop off as well. And I think for them, it's just going to be really like completely fixing the foundation where Washington. And I think specifically, and you brought it up too, they're a little trade happy. Washington specifically, I could see being like, damn the torpedoes, we're taking May. Or if yeah. or if Chicago is truly like, no, we're gonna keep fields and we're just gonna move back, you know, however far we are to still get like, you know, Marvin Harrison Jr. and not take him one. Or, you know, they could also decide to take him one. That's not a terrible idea. Washington, I could see being the first team that the moment they hear those rumors would go for it. Because number one, Ben Johnson, you know scorned them a little bit oh yeah they're gonna by not going there and then it became a pr war between the two of them like well ben johnson was asking for too much money and then it was like no he just loves detroit well he interviewed really really bad we actually didn't even really (laughs) want him yeah and i could see them being like nope we're doing this because we're gonna bring back you know respect to washington they hire dan quinn who you know whenever you uh, you hire a defensive coordinator that usually is the route you're going which is we're going to be we're going to be respected in NFL circles, I could see them then being a team that wants to swing big. Number one, you got to get fans back in the building. Yep, you got the new owner, so the vibes are somewhat better. Well, what's what's interesting about them too is the big trades they made last year, where they sent Chase Young to the San Francisco 49ers, and which they like tend... totally worked for them. Yeah, because he did. did. He did nothing for the 49ers until like I think the Super Bowl. Yeah, pretty much. And then they send uh, what's what's Sweat's first name? 
Or, I think it's not, uh, uh, Mar- uh, not Sweat. Montez uh, Sweat. Or you think Jonathan Allen? Yes, Jonathan. I don't. I don't know why I thought of Montez Sweat there. Um, too many. Too many different names. Um, but they sent him to the Bears. I think it's the Bears. Give me a second. Yeah. Bears, no. 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 He's no. He's still no. It was Montez Sweat. You're Mont- right. Okay. Yeah, that's he, what yeah. I thought. Yeah. It was Montez yeah. Sweat. He went to the Bears. Yep. Jonathan Allen's still on the Commanders. Yeah. But they send two of their best defensive players away, and. At the time, I was like, what are they doing? I mean, that's your future right there. Like, that's the guys you build around. Mm-hmm. Like, that's your foundation of your defense. But judging by what they got back for those two players and judging what they still have and can get, I think Washington, out of the top three teams here, out of the Bears, the Commanders, and the Patriots, Washington's the most poised to, like, make a big jump, I think. I mean, the Bears, if they get – Marvin Harrison Jr. See, see, the Bears, I am somebody that if they draft Caleb Williams and go get Roma Dunze at nine. Well, that that's right. That's a scenario. I've also, <laughs> I've also got it to, you know, maybe sign back a Darnell Mooney. You have DJ Moore or go get somebody in the second round. And then just draft an offensive tackle, Joe Alt. Mm-hmm. Out of Notre Dame could be somebody too. They were, what, seven and nine or, yeah. or, or uh, eight and nine at the end of the year. Well, I mean, it, it, in what I'm saying, I think the Commanders will make the biggest improvement. Oh, like the Bears, yeah, yeah, okay. Like okay, the yep. Bear, the Bears will be better. Yes, don't get me wrong. But, but you're saying like, from like going from like the number two overall pick to like potentially a fringe playoff team, right? Like yeah. I think, because okay. because the NFC East, while it's not bad, you have the Giants who don't know who they are. There are bad vibes. You there. have the Eagles that kind of are also bad vibes because they literally fell apart. Yeah, they are down the stretch. Bad vibes there. And then the Cowboys. I mean, they knew they know who they are, but they still can't seem mm-hmm. to get it done. Mm-hmm. So I just wonder, like, if the Commanders can get Caleb Williams, and you know, make one or two big free agent signings, or not even big, but just like you know, just very solid, solid. Yeah, I think they can make a great improvement. And they were four, four and thirteen last mm-hmm. year. The Bills shut them out. Yeah, like they the did. the Bills destroyed them. And now, I know the Bills are leagues ahead of the Commanders, but. I just think that depending on if Chicago trades out of the number one spot, Washington has the most to gain. And I think it also, like, Chicago's second there. And then the mm-hmm. Patriots, while Tom Brady's been gone for how many years now? Three, four? It's been a bit. They are now starting their rebuild. Their yeah, rebuild yeah. wasn't started when Brady left. It's starting now. Well, especially Matt Jones' rookie year, they do make the playoffs. Right, but and they the, get and there was destroyed. That, yeah, they, it, it, <laughs> oh, yeah. There was also the painful year in between Brady and then Mac Jones where they had Cam Newton, and they, they were still trying to stay competitive, and then they had the Mac Jones year. They were still trying to stay competitive, and then these last two years it has been, okay, you're no longer competitive. You're hiring defensive guys to be your offensive play caller. Like, what is going on here? Now, and, and that's why I fully believe, like, I could see them trading out of that pick because they're third. Like, they could maybe believe that, like, you know what? Jane Daniels, not our guy. And it could also be something, too. Like, let's say they trade back with – Minnesota is the team I'm going to use here. They trade mm-hmm. back with Minnesota. Minnesota goes to three. They they like Dan- Jane Daniels. They could also take J.J. McCarthy at 11 and just be like, no, we're, but we're happier now that we have more, you know, resources to put into these next two years – to build the best team around a J.J. McCarthy who is younger than a lot of the top three and has a higher ceiling than some of these guys because he is only he just turned 21. Right. And he's also loved in NFL circles, has, a, has good traits around him, if not great traits. And, of course, he's a winner, which is a, still a stat the NFL uses for quarterbacks, <laughs> which whatever. Right. But 
in that sense, and I like that we brought up kind of the beginning of the draft, because I think it really does play into what the Bills could do. Right. If you do, I, I think it's expected that within the top 15 picks, three wide receivers are going. Of course, we brought up all three of them out at this point. Yep. Marvin Harrison Jr., Malik Neighbors, and Roma Dunze. After that, it's a complete crapshoot. Yep. You have it's, no idea where anyone really is It could go next. until the Bills pick. Exactly. It yeah. could go until the Bengals pick. Yeah. Which I, is 26? I think it's 26, yeah. Somewhere so, around there. So it, it, it changes very much how I think the beginning goes. Because if Marvin Harrison goes four, I think then you're getting like a neighbors going to the Chargers or the Giants. And then a Dunze goes to someone like the Bears at nine. After that, though, like there really is room. I think Jeremy brought it up today too, of like ten to seventeen, where like there really is like that's like no, no one really land. there. Yeah, like right. no one's really going to jump at a receiver, especially someone as high as Brian Thomas Jr. When you probably have two or three tackles who are really good in this draft, you've gotten to a point too. If three quarterbacks have been taken in the top three and then or in the in the top ten and three wide receivers, you've got like two defensive players that have gone. Cincinnati is at 18. Cincinnati's at 18. So that but could they be your also, first. But they also may not because their defense has really taken a hit. Right. So they could be a team that is deciding we're going to go more defensive. We've still got Jamar Chase. I think it's going to depend on what they do with T. Higgins. If they franchise T. Higgins, they're not taking a wide receiver. Right. Yeah. I think that's flat out. If they franchise T. Higgins, they're not taking a receiver. One thing that's interesting, and to, to you know further the, the end of the first round, beginning of the second round conversation... Mm-hmm. I was looking at the commander's picks to get back to them for a second. They have pick two, obviously, in the draft. They also have pick 36, which is theirs. They have pick 40, which is Chicago's. Mm -hmm. And they have pick 67 in the third round. But more importantly, picks 36 and 40. If if Washington can trade up and keep one or both of those second-round picks, which I don't think they can, Mm -hmm. but if they can keep one of them, they can take – one of those wide receivers that falls out of the first round. Yeah. Like, and get very good talent for the value of the, the pick and whatever. I mean, if you can, if you're Washington, you can trade up to one and take Caleb Williams. And then if you can keep pick 36 and take, I don't know, Adonai Mitchell mm-hmm. or mm-hmm. even Brian Thomas Jr. or Troy Franklin, because you never know what's going to happen at the end of the first round, there is a lot of value there. And I mean, I've been a, big proponent over the past couple days of I think the Bills should trade up to get into that like 30 to 40 range use next year's first round pick to do that because of the fact you you kind of want to see him yeah I want to see him get aggressive aggressive especially in this draft class right because not that I don't I mean I don't really know what next year's looks like but Mm -hmm. this the way everyone talks about the wide receivers in this in this year's draft class in the first two or three rounds Mm -hmm. if you can take one at 28 take one again at, let's say, 38, and then focus on defense, that's perfect. Or even take one at 28 and then take one at 60. And I do, I do get wonder, defense like at the, at the top of the second round. Yeah, I, I do wonder, because like for me, there's going to be a lot of good guys available in rounds three and four. Mm-hmm. That like If they take somebody in round one, I would be okay to hang at 60 and take Tavondre Sweat, the defensive tackle out of Texas, who I'd be a little bit more uncomfortable taking him at 28 because he's not a pass rusher. He is a big body that is going to take up a lot of space and allow guys like Ed Oliver to really feast on you know one-on-one matchups. He's going to allow the edge rushers that they have to feast on one-on-one matchups because you just cannot have a defensive tackle who's 6'5", 360 pounds, and fleet of foot. Go one on one. Like that's just a bad decision for an offensive line. 
But because he's not a traditional pass rusher, or at least was not in college, it's not great to use those resources in the first round. He'd be a great pick, though, at 60. A phenomenal pick. Yep. And, but that's if he lasts that long. And it'd be if he lasts long. Now, for me, it would be something along the lines, too. I'd be okay if they moved up from 60 to, like, a 52. Right. And go grab him. But they have 10, or they're going to have 10 picks. When that compensatory pick comes out, they'll have a pick in the third round as well. And that's that's the big thing, too, here. Like, when that, like right now, they don't even have a third-round pick. Yeah, but they will, which is, which is will. a good thing. And along with that, what I would be okay with doing is... Don't draft too much in the sixth, seventh round. Package those picks to try to move up into rounds three and four to take the higher end talent that is going to make this roster. It is still a talented roster. It's old in some spots, but it is still a talented roster. They are going to become cap compliant. They are going to have enough to add in a few guys on like one, two year deals. Nothing crazy, but they're you know NFL guys are going to be there. I don't care anymore. About the sixth and seventh round guys, I just Josh, I just don't. I mean, hey, I've look. heard the name Justin Shorter <laughs> way too much already this offseason. Right, he's a fifth round guy, and yes, I know there are fifth round guys who have made it. Stephon Diggs is one of them. Guess what Diggs did in his rookie year? Made an impact. Right, Shorter was a non-factor even before he got hurt. He was right. a complete non-factor in a roster that was begging for wide receiver help. I don't care what he did in high school. I guess I guess where I see people getting hung up on that, and I get hung up on it too, like because it's it's hard to look past it. But the success that Bean has had drafting in the late rounds, oh, of course, that's, absolutely, that's the one thing that it's hard to look look like. Oh well, you know, Justin Shorter was hurt, whatever. He didn't do much, but hey, remember that time they drafted Christian Benford in the sixth round, and he was better than the first round cornerback. That was fun. That was that was really. Well, I wonder cool, if we yeah. can do that with wide receiver. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying they can or can't, but you're right. You need help now. You can't sit there and say, well, we're going to get someone in the first round, and then we'll see what Justin Shorter does. It's no, we're going to get someone in the first round. We're going to go get someone in free agency if we can make the money yeah, work, yeah, we'll and get, then we'll go grab from there. Like a one-year deal, whatever, right. like a Darnell Mooney. Yeah, exactly. And, and and again, these are all potential free agents mm-hmm. because, you know, free agency. I'm very excited for free agencies. Free agency is probably my favorite thing in sports. The legal tampering period, it's, really. It's that, so that's much the fun. one. That's the one. That's where that's really fun because you could just like it's it's like dangling a cookie in front of someone's face and saying, "Come on. Come over here." We Well, the reason we got why all this. I like it is because <laughs> like it's the legal tampering period, but like things on like March 15th will just like happen and it'll be like you guys were clearly talking before this. Right. Yeah. So, like, what happened? Like, how did this start? Yeah, exactly. Like, where did these conversations yeah. begin? Or, or it's, it's, I think it's like March 12th is the legal tampering period. Yeah, and because it goes March, to the 15th. When's free agency start? I thought it was March 13th free agency started. So, it would be 13th and then, fifth, and then the 15th is when, like, those deals become official. Oh, okay. I we'll see have, like, that 48-hour yeah. window where, like, it's the legal tampering period and then it becomes official on the 15th. Right. Okay. I but so, you. like, you'll have just, like, out of nowhere, like, noon hits and, like, this team is signing this guy to a six-year deal and it's record breaking. You're like, you did that all in a 30 second conversation on the phone. Interesting. It's <laughs> right. interesting. Yeah. So I, I enjoy like the the wordplay there. But I'm interested in it too because like with Tampa Bay is an interesting situation with Mike Evans. Mm-hmm. I know a lot of people are terrified that he's going to wind up in Kansas City. I'm kind of worried he's going to wind up in Kansas City. It depends on what they do with Chris Jones. Give me a mid team in the AFC who can like convince themselves they're competing that overpay for Mike Evans. And I'm saying overpay in quotations. Houston. 
Houston could be fun. Houston has a but ton Houston's of captains. not even mid. Houston no. would be really, really good with Mike yeah. Evans. Houston, I'd be like, sweet. They took him away from Kansas City, and then immediately, I would, uh, it would just be like a shadow under my eye. I'd be like, oh no, Houston got Mike <laughs> Evans, then Nico Collins, and Tank right. Dell, yeah, like and that, CJ Stroud at quarterback. Yeah, no, that would be that would be good and bad. But a part of me is just like, don't let him go to Kansas City. Just don't let him get there. But then on that point too, and it's why I'm still just so petrified of this of this draft is not the talent available. I think there's going to be amazing talent available for the Bills at 28, and I think there's going to be even a better crop of talent at 60 because of guys that have fallen into the second round and they're just going to have the pickings. It is the fear of just how little this team has put into wide receiver in right. their top-end picks under Bean and McDermott. Well, let me tell you, I am taking my full captain optimism abilities and I'm transitioning most of it away from the Sabres and I'm putting it all into the wide receiver train and the wide receivers that the Bills will draft. I th- I'm, I I'm going to I'm going to I'm I'm here to say I think it'll happen. I don't think we have to worry. I it's it's going to happen. I think it has I, I can to. feel it. Like it's going to happen. Yeah. Exactly. Thank you. There it is. But I think it has <laughs> to. Like it has to. They who do they have? That's my thing. It's right. like if you ignore it and I think Jeremy tweeted this yesterday. Like they're like taking an edge rusher in the first round away from like teams be like people being like, okay, they only want to draft edge rushers. Well, and he said he said this morning too. Like it was like um, if that happens Friday morning, when, it's not good. The when, vibes are bad. Friday morning, we are all going to be like, okay, um, what what just happened? That's not great. And so <laughs> they, if like they take like a Byron Murphy, mm-hmm. who's the other defensive tackle for Texas, but is much more of a pass rusher, higher potential, younger. Okay, especially if Brian Thomas and Troy Franklin were gone. And you still had to trade up. Like, if it's one of those, if, like, five right. or six guys go and you're sitting there going, well, that was unforeseen. Well, yeah, okay, that's, that's fine because there's yeah. a ton of talent in rounds two and three. But if we're sitting here going into Saturday and they have not taken a receiver yet and we're sitting there at round three going, this is going to be the first one they take, hopefully. Right. Maybe. I mean, it, we were talking with Jeremy just as we were leaving. It's got the vibes of when they took EJ in 2013, yeah. where fans were ready to have an uproar for the lack of draft capital that had gone into the quarterback position. And I don't mean overall draft capital. I mean high-end capital, actually putting an effort into it. Drafting a quarterback in round four is not putting effort into it. <laughs> it is a throwaway pick, essentially. Rounds one is and two is putting actual effort in. That's my fear, is that we're just going to be sitting there going, they've done it, like they're just piecemealing it together again. They have not replaced John Brown, let alone Emmanuel Sanders. Now we're talking Gabe Davis. And that is my biggest fear, is that we're going to get there and this organization won't do it. Because when the Bills did it with EJ, it was Buddy Nix's farewell of, all right, here's your quarterback, go. Good luck. And EJ, his own college co- coach and Jimbo Fisher was saying, I wouldn't have taken him in the first round. Right, yeah. And they did. Like, what are we doing here? But- so you have that. And, like, that's my fear is that we're sitting there at pick 60, or maybe they trade up, whatever, and you're just sitting there praying to every god you know that they just take someone. And I hate that feeling. And I right. absolutely hate it because it's not a good place to be when you're drafting because you shouldn't just be reaching for a, a certain position. You should be taking the best guy that can get in a jersey now and help you right away. Yeah, Wide receiver, I think, is that in this class, a lot of it. But if we're sitting there around 60, or pick 60, excuse me, round 60. and 12 receivers have been taken, yeah, 
then then it's really questionable. You're in a time. dire situation. Like you yeah. have to because by round three you're sitting there going, "Cool, we're going to take the thirtieth receiver." Yeah, that's a that's a rough spot to be in. But we do have to take a quick time out here, and for the rest of the show, we are wide open today. And I, me and Josh were talking a little bit about it before we jumped on today. Want to hear your draft ideas going into the combine next week? Testing starts on Thursday. We'll actually get a look at the wide receivers on Saturday. What is your favorite draft idea going into the Combine? Before all the rumors start, before any trades have happened, what are you cooking up in your mind? 803-0550 is the number to call. And before we hit our first time, I do want to remind you that you're listening to the Northtown Automotive Extra Point Show, brought to you by Northtown Automotive. Whatever you're looking for, you'll find it at Northtown. Shop online at NorthtownAuto.com. Zach Jones, Josh Schmidt, hanging out with you for the next hour and a half. You're listening to Extra Point Show, and this is WGR. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com. Hey, 